What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, June 16th. Here's what you missed while you were still fighting with the damn internet and your remote work from home spot. There was another press gathering in the Rose Garden today as the president held another public self-gratification ceremony. It was supposed to be us hearing how we're going to move forward as a country together and work towards breaking down systemic issues in law enforcement. Instead, he said he signed an executive order on police reform. Among other things, it'll create a database of police officers with a history of using excessive force. There's also some stuff about credentialing and continuous certification of training, but that's about it. Didn't outlaw choke maneuvers like most people wanted, but then his conference veered towards the typical. He said the issue of racism in law enforcement is really small. Quote, they're very tiny. I use the word tiny, he said. It's a very small percentage. But nobody wants to get rid of them more than the really good and great police officers. End quote. Good and great. Oh, gosh. Then he started talking against the defund the police movement. He's obviously not heard my episode yet on it. Without police, there is chaos, Trump said. Yeah, he's deaf not heard it. Then he started his typical lies again and actually said that Obama and Biden did nothing to attempt to address police reform. You know, except creating a task force on 21st century policing and writing up a playbook, but eh, forget all about that. Then he started talking about rallies and stock markets and wrapped it all up with another dog whistle to racist while talking about tearing down Confederate and oppressive statues. We must build upon our heritage, not tear it down, Trump said. Yeah, it's obvious who he's talking to. Not me. Wow, I feel a little less ignorant today. I didn't even realize this was an issue until the story broke, but China, as is typical, has a land dispute, but this time with India. Right along the Himalayan border is some disputed land and apparently disputed for decades now. There was even a full-scale war back in 1962 over this land, but things simmered down over the years, only to come back hard lately. Clashes in the high-elevation mountains have increased in the recent years usually consisting of like fist fights and rocks throwing and beating each other with sticks when patrols from the two sides find each other amongst the disputed areas india blames the fighting on chinese troops operating in an area under indian control china has the exact same response today india said 20 of its soldiers died following a clash with chinese troops along this border it was unclear how the Indian soldiers had died, but a senior military official said that some were beaten to death with sticks embedded with nails in a high-altitude clash that did not involve shooting. So basically, they got bodied by Lucille Negan style. Ouch. Quote, in recent weeks, both countries have moved thousands of additional troops and armaments to a strategic border point near a high-altitude glacial lake, according to experts and government officials. The 
military fatalities in a confrontation underscores the risk of a larger military conflict, said Brahma Shelani, professor of strategic studies at the New Delhi-based Center for Policy Research. This year, larger-than-normal movements of Chinese troops that could have broader strategic implications have elevated tensions and triggered Indian responses, end quote. So that's where we are with this story for now. I'll keep you updated as things move on. Woke up this morning, found out North Korea's got a loaded gun, and they're not afraid to use it. That's right, tension between North and South Korea has gotten ultra high, so much so that in an obvious signal to the world that they're done negotiating, North Korea straight up blew up the neutral ground building they used to negotiate with the South. Quote, North Korea admitted Tuesday to bombing an inter-Korean liaison office building just north of the border with South Korea as tensions escalate on the Korean peninsula. We confirmed that NK demolished the inter-Korean liaison office in Gaesung Industrial Complex by bombing at 1449 KST, a spokesperson said. South Korea's vice unification minister, Suho, who co-headed the liaison office, said North Korea's unilateral demolition of the office today was unprecedented in inter-Korean relations, calling it a nonsensical act that should not have happened. We express deep regret and strongly protest against it, So said. Earlier this month, North Korea threatened to permanently shut the liaison office with South Korea as it condemned its rival for failing to prevent activists from sending anti-North Korean leaflets across the border, end quote. And yeah, apparently that's their complaint anti-North Korean leaflets. They've claimed this in the past as well, almost as a way to manufacture a crisis in their own defense. June 15th also happened to mark the 20th anniversary of the first inter-Korean summit. That resulted in a joint peace declaration. Hmm. Now would be a great time to have a nice, peaceful, wise, and reasonable American leader to help negotiate some more peace. Hopes and prayers, I guess. So a great little calendar application issued an update today. If you use an iPhone, iPad, or a Mac and extensively use your calendar, you might want to take a look at this app. If you're like one of those Android or PC people, maybe you just want to hit the skip chapter button. But this app, it's called Fantastical or Fantastical testicle i'm not sure whichever and uh, a couple of months back they actually switched to a subscription model got to pay the bills and it's hard to keep improving a one-time purchase app so anyways they promise to continue to update the app more often and more frequently and here's the first one 3.1 was released today and it adds a couple great features especially with many of us working from home for now quoting the verge the biggest new feature in fantastical 3.1 is the ability for the app to automatically detect links in calendar and for conference calls, allowing the app to show a video call icon for those meetings in your calendar views, as well as adding a simple join button to easily join your calls straight from the app. Zoom, WebEx, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, Google Hangouts, GoToMeeting, RingCentral meetings, BlueJeans, and Skype for business are all supported by the new feature. There's also a new option for calendar sets, a previous feature in Fantastical that would show users specific calendars based on their location. For example, 
example, showing your work calendar at work and your home calendar at home. More useful for a non-commuting lifestyle. Now, users can schedule their calendars, so you'll only see your work calendar during work hours, if you choose, instead of only offering the geographic triggers, end quote. So this just adds to Fantastical, which really is a great little calendar app. From natural language event creation, easy invites, syncing across all the Apple platforms, it's a great interface. They even have weather integration. I highly suggest giving it a shot. There's even a trial available if you're interested. Link is also going to be in the show notes. Check it out. So a couple days ago, Cinemark, the Texas-based movie theater chain, announced that they were ready to start reopening movie theaters. Yes, those beloved American weekend pastimes and money grabs are on their way back. Cinemark is rearing to go by June 19th. They're doing things much faster down south, for better or for worse. Regal and AMC have both announced that they'll be ready to go in July. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, Regal Cinemas announced Tuesday morning that the majority of its locations will open on July 10th, while all 541 U.S. sites will be up and running by July 24th. AMC Theaters and Cinemark are planning similar phased reopenings. Together, the three circuits make up the three biggest chains in the U.S. Movie theaters in Los Angeles and New York City are hoping to reopen on July 10th in a key development for the return of the box office after unprecedented hiatus. The country's two largest movie-going markets are crucial for Hollywood studios as they gear up to release big-budget tentpoles Mulan on July 24th and Tenet on July 31st. On Tuesday, Regal detailed a wide array of safety measures it'll take upon reopening, including keeping two seats empty between groups, contactless payment, reduced concessions, cleaning with special equipment, and more. And where required by local authorities, employees and guests will wear masks, while capacity may be reduced by 50%. Regal says it'll initially offer classic titles, such as the Harry Potter films at a discounted price of $5 for adults and $3 for children, end quote. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's anything new out yet, so it's really just a thing to do and get out of the house and entertain the children, I guess. But I'm here for it. Bring on the popcorn tubs. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And yeah, I don't really have uh, much to put in here right now, so I'm just going to send you off with another reminder to remember to stay focused, stay proud as you're working throughout this week, and stay dedicated. Dodge the rest, catch up with Quest. I got you with the news.